You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ware, here with my lovely other half, Dr. Jess. Hey, hey. Hey. You ready to talk about you as an Aquarian? I am. I'm a... I'm definitely ready to dive into that do wormhole. Know, do you know anything about being an Aquarian? No, other than having had been born in February. That's about it. Okay, so you know your birthday. <laughs> yeah, pretty Thank you, yes. <laughs> I think our 18-month-old niece knows their birthday. <laughs> well, well, there you go. We're going to be talking about astrology and sex and relationships and personality and all that fun stuff. Uh, before we dive in, I want to say a big thank you to our October sponsor, Cleovana. So Cleovana uses sound wave technology to enhance orgasms at the cellular level by targeting the clitoris. You know I love the clitoris. And the treatment boosts the process of regenerating cells in the clitoris, uh, which results in improved blood flow to the area. Sounds good, huh? Sounds amazing. I wish they had something like that for those of us with penises. Uh, no, don't even stop. <laughs> stop, honestly, because there's so many treatments for penises. Cleovana is literally a response to the lack of treatment for clitorises. Well, it sounds great. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's talk astrology. So not too long ago, I was part of a press event for the launch of the Nova 2 from WeVibe, which is just an incredible toy. So it is like a rabbit vibrator, but it actually works. So it has an internal arm that presses against the G zone, that area on the upper wall, and it has its own separate motor, and it's adjustable. And then it has the outside arm in the old rabbit vibes. These were like little bunny ears, but it has a full bulb that presses against the external clitoris, and you can control each arm, the internal and external separately. So you can use, obviously, you can control it at the source or you can pair it with the app. Anyhow, WeVibe had this big launch party online for the Nova 2 and they hired an astrologist, Mecca Woods, to discuss the ways in which the stars and the planets are used to predict and understand love and relationships. So all of these journalists show up with their questions about their sun sign and their moon sign and where the different planets are. And I was completely lost, like just so lost. I know that I'm a monkey in Chinese. I know that I am an Aquarian like you. Our birthdays are just a few days apart. But I was so far behind everyone else in this session. I didn't know people were so into astrology. And I, so as I was researching this week, I was learning that there's actually a renewed interest in astrology, especially among millennials. And websites are reporting that they're they're seeing triple digit gains in visits to their horoscope related articles. Uh, you know, they used to kind of be buried at the back of a magazine. Yeah, I feel like people are, are, are looking for answers to what's happening in the world right now. Yeah, I guess so. And you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you studied ancient civilizations, but, uh, you know, I picked all of my courses when I was in school based on schedule, what, <laughs> what time I they thought were you were going to say based on your signs or no, based on the stars and the moon. No, but I do recall learning that the ancient Egyptians uh, would refer to the sky and the stars and the moon as indicators for farming practices. And actually, one of our favorite wineries in the Niagara region, Southbrook, uh, refers to the moon as part of their biodynamic winemaking process. And obviously, you know, there's more 
than the moon involved. It involves an entire ecosystem from local plants to animals to natural cycles and letting pests survive because some things that are seen as pests can actually serve as a natural pesticide. I won't get into that. I wish we were just talking about wine, but... I was just going to say, I bet you really like to go deep in there, but at the end of the day, you just thought their wine was real, real good. Oh, their wine is really good. Um, check it out. Southbrook Wines, uh, unsponsored. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because I remember, again, from these ancient civilization courses that the Chinese, the Babylonians, the ancient Greeks, they all studied the zodiac in different ways and then i was watching indian matchmaker on netflix you haven't watched it yet have no you? i haven't no um it was quite an interesting show and there's references to indian astrology and so uh between the we vibe event and learning from mecca because she's she's really really bright and really brings i think nuance and rational thought to a field that maybe i didn't assume was so based in rational thought yeah, I mean, now that you're even highlighting some of these ancient civilizations that thrived for, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of years, um, there's a lot of validity there when you think about um, reading the sky, if you will, right? The well, stars and the moon and the, and the sun. The and stars were the navigation system. Anyhow, um, I don't know anything about it, and I'm excited to learn more. So astrologer and author Mecca Woods joins us now. Welcome, Mecca. How you doing since that Nova event? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Life has changed a lot, um, but you know, for folks who don't know you, and I know you're a you're a you know a famous astrologer and author, but for those who don't know you, uh, how did you get into astrology in the first place, and what do you spend your time doing as an astrologist? Um, I got into astrology uh, after having a bit of uh, a quarter life crisis. Um, I was feeling really stuck in, in work and feeling like there was something else that I should be doing. I wasn't quite sure just yet, but then the other part of that was to, um, was trying to figure out, uh, my, my love life. Right. So it was, it was money and, and love, which is usually the big things that people come to, uh, get advice from me about. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I did was, um, I actually had a couple of astrology readings myself because I only knew what my sun sign was, which, you know, I'm a Sagittarius. I didn't know anything about a birth chart, you know, and, you know, we have all these different signs, um, that make up who we are. And when I got the readings, it really opened my mind to astrology itself because um, I was a little bit skeptical because I was like, you know, what, you know, what is this astrologer going to be able to tell me uh, that I don't already know? And she really opened my mind to how useful astrology can be in terms of um, self-development and self-empowerment and just kind of giving um, it gave me more of a sense of like being uh, more in control of my life as opposed mm -hmm. to being like, you know, just kind of uh, passively waiting for things to happen to me. And um, that, yeah, it just it just really kind of like I just became obsessed, really, honestly, you know, I just became obsessed with it and started to study and read everything that I could possibly get my hands on. And it, as it happened, it just started to coincide with me leaving the job that I had. And um, eventually it started to become a hobby. And then from a hobby, it became a full fledged career. I love it. I love it. Now, if you can start from the very beginning, because I'm a total neophyte here. Yes. Um, so as I understand it, astrology allows you to express and explore more complex ideas about personality, about relationships, and about life in general, but in a more shorthand format. 
Right. Uh, but how do you begin to read a chart? So I know that I'm an Aquarian because I'm born on February 18th. Yes. Uh, Brandon's also an Aquarian. Oh, hey, I am. I thought I, I thought you were maybe driving home your birthday so that people knew <laughs> when to send gifts or well wishes. But, you know, hey, it's all good. I love yeah, it. But, I love it. Brandon is six days before me. Well, six days in two years. And I'd like to highlight that she reminds me for those six days that I am more than I am a lot older than her. Not only am I two years older, but I'm two. I'm like there's a three year age gap here. I love when there's a, a three year age gap. So we know that we're Aquarians, but mm-hmm. can you explain to us what it means to you know be an air sign versus a water sign, and you know. What do the positioning of the the sun, the moon, and the planets have to do with reading the chart? Yeah, so the the basic foundation of astrology has a lot to do with the elements because the elements give us uh, information on how each sign uh, expresses itself. So when we talk about air signs like Aquarius or Gemini or Libra, Air is associated with the mind, with the intellect. So people who are born um, under air signs, like Aquarians, for example, Aquarius is very, it's like the scientists, you know, um, of, of astrology. So wanting to experiment, wanting to try out new things, wanting to figure out how things work, and then being able to share that information with friends or, you know, with the, with the public at large, air is really concerned with how things work and rationalizing things, solving problems, and then and also communicating um, and sharing information with others. Okay, so if we're the scientists of astrology, do we perhaps uh, question astrology? Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's 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 also so funny. Like um, when I do meet like astrology skeptics, which is totally fine. Like I'm I'm you know I'm not here to like pe- preach the word of astrology. You know, like it, it's totally fine. Um, but you know, when I do meet folks who are skeptical, it's not uncommon for them to have, um, a high level of either air in their chart, uh, or even earth because earth and air tend to be the more pragmatic and more rational, um, of the, of the elements. Um, and so it's really interesting to have conversations and to talk to people about like why astrology works and, you know, that it's not a science, you know, because people like say, you know, it's a pseudoscience. It's not a science. It's more of a language and a tool that people use um, to figure things out. I, I want to jump in and just say I'd like to thank you for bringing that up because mm-hmm. I am very open to everything that you have to say. But I'd have to, I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say that there was a degree of skepticism in advance, like even just coming into this and hearing your story about how, if I, if what you just said, you were kind of in the same boat when things got started. Yes. And now you, it went from a hobby, you know, and, and, and peaking your interest to a hobby to a full fledged career book, like everything. So I'm very, I'm definitely very open to what you have to say, but there is a degree of skepticism because I think I just don't understand. No, no, no. Even just like the, the air signs and like the Aquarius, I'm like, I just thought we were water. I know. I'm I'm like, I'm totally confused right now. So please continue. So we have air, we have water, we have earth. Are there any others? And fire. Oh, fire. Yes. Yes. And so, okay, so you kind of described a little bit about Aquarius. What's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. So I'm a fire sign. 
And as a fire sign, you know, fire signs, we're, we're the rowdy bunch of the, <laughs> of the Zodiac. Um, you know, we, we tend to, um, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty out there in terms of being very assertive and like adventurous and, you know, fearless. And that's not to say that you don't have like your shyer, more, um, you know, introspective or introverted uh, fire signs. But at the end of the day, fire is really about like unabashed self-expression. So whenever, um, you know, it's, it's always funny too, like when I come in contact with people who uh, have bad, <laughs> bad experiences with fire signs, they tend to say that fire signs, you know, that we can be very self-centered. And that, that, that can be um, like an extreme, but at the end of the day, what fire is here to do is to basically express the self. Okay, so we've got fire being, you know, the exciting ones. We've got mm -hmm. the air, air being a little bit, um, you know, focused on rationalizing right. and understanding. I was like, I was, yeah, I was like, air is the curious, curious one. Oh, okay, we want answers. Mm -hmm. And then what about water? Water is uh, the uh, emotional and intuitive ones. Yeah, so when we talk about water, that's Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. Um, people who tend to have that element high in, in their birth chart tend to be the people um, who are really good at like reading people, you know, um, being empathetic, being compassionate. Um, they also, you know, on the more extreme side can also manipulate folks very easily mm -hmm. as well because they know what buttons to push. So um, water has a lot to do with like, um, you know, emotional memory, you know, thing, nostalgia, you know, things that, that strike a, a chord with us on, on the inside. Okay. And then finally, we have earth. What, what do we have to say about the dirt? <laughs> so earth um earth they they're some of my favorite people because these are the folk, when you think about earth you know think about it as being what holds us up right what supports us right what hmm. we hmm. what we can build things with so people who have uh you know so the these are the the tauruses the scorp um taurus virgo and capricorn so when you have uh earth signs these are the people who want to build things whether it's a company whether it's a family uh they are also very stable you know st stability being very pragmatic being very savvy, you know, with money and finances and like material wealth. Um, and also these are the folks that also have to have a lot of concern with like our physical body as well. So feeling good in our bodies, whether it's like, you know, uh, wearing nice things or, you know, working out physically, like, you know, earth is concerned with the material, material realm. Okay. So we've got the emotional side, the inquiry side, the stability side, and the passion side. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I would think that you might be inclined toward one or multiple angles, but don't we all, I guess we want to all embrace each of these elements in our lives and we require a different amount depending on, you know, the individual. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. So, you know, there you know, when we talk about a birth chart, which is basically a cosmic map to who you are, and it's based on the time and the location um, that you were born, um, wherever the planets were located um, in the sky at that time, whatever, whatever signs that they were in, um, there are some of us who will have like, you know, all four elements represented very being very balanced or even in our charts. Um, but then there's also those of us who sort of lack certain elements in our charts too. But I always encourage people to sort of embrace the entire zodiac because, you know, a lot of people just think that there's just one sign, like, oh, you know, I'm an Aquarius or I'm a Scorpio and that's, you know, that's it. But we actually have all 12 signs sort of, you know, flowing through us at some at some level. Okay, so you've talked about the different elements. Mm -hmm. What about the 
the location of the planets and the sun and the moon. Because when we were doing that We Vibe Nova chat, I heard all the reporters saying like, oh, my my sun is in Venus and my moon is in Mars. And I might be messing that up. Okay. All right. I know is that I fully didn't understand. So how do I figure out, you know, with my birthday, how do I figure out where my moon and my sun and my planets were? Right. So there's a different, I know there's different apps, uh, like time passages, um, I think the pattern is another one. There's a website called astro.com where you can actually go on and log on and, and get your birth chart for free. So basically what it will do is give you um, a readout of where each of the, the planets going from the sun all the way out to Pluto were located and, and, and it has a lot to do with the math too. So, so where they were mathematically located at the time that you were born and based on that mathematical uh, configuration, it will give you information on, on who you are. So, you know, we have a moon sign, a Venus sign, a Mars sign, Mercury, which has a lot to do with how we communicate with each other. Venus is what we love and what we value. Mars is passion and like how we get angry and assert ourselves. Um, the sun represents our confidence and our vitality. We have a rising sign too. So our rising sign is sort of like um, I, our idealized self-image and sort of like the first impressions that people get from us. Uh, we have a moon sign which represents our feelings and you know how we self-soothe. So it, it kind of goes all down the line. So when we put all of that together, um, we essentially get a sense of like who we are. Interesting. And and so are there planets and locations of planets that matter more to relationships? I do recall during that chat people yes. asking specifically about Mars and Venus. Yes, yes. So when we talk about uh, love and relationships, um, I ultimately the whole chart um, plays a role, you know, in how we connect and relate to, to one another. But when we talk about like um, parts of the chart that specifically have to do with like how we, we mate and relate, uh, Venus definitely, uh, Venus and Mars are like the two sex planets, uh, sex oh. and relationship planets. So, you know, Venus has to do, has a lot to do with like beauty and pleasure and attraction, you know, and like how we, you know, sort of seduce, you know, or attract, you know, mates. Mars has a lot to do with what turns us on, you know, and like how we uh, sort of, you know, go after folks and, you know, the things that we sort of like, like both Venus and Mars in, in tandem also represents the kind of things that we like in bed, you know, um, you know, what our uh, sexual tastes might be. And then of, of course, I always like to talk about like the moon because the moon also represents our feelings. You you know, and how we are able to uh, relate to a partner on an emotional level. So as somebody who identified as somewhat of a skeptic, but open to this, where would you suggest that I start if I was interested? So the website that you said to get my birth sign, is that the best place to go to to begin with? Well, actually, um, so the website astro.com is where you can get your chart and just kind of get an idea of what it looks like. But I always encourage people to actually get a reading because it's it's a little bit difficult trying to, unless you're really like hungry for the information like I was, you know, and you kind of like take on the self-study and you're just kind of pouring over the internet and scouring, you know, a lot of people don't have that kind of time or that kind of interest to do it themselves. So it's really, you know, that's where people like me come in to like basically read your chart for you and tell you like what's up. So I always encourage people um, to seek out professional astrologers and get your chart read because that that's essentially really going to give you the information that you need. That's awesome. And, and I'm assuming that you do that all online now. 
Yes, yes. (laughs) I love this. This is actually a kind of neat gift because I was looking on your website. And so you have a birthday reading, you have a relationship reading, Mm -hmm. a natal chart reading. Uh, what, What does a relationship reading entail? So a relationship reading is basically looking at uh, the, uh, the chart side by side, um, usually, you know, two chart, charts side by side, and just kind of talking about how those charts connect with each other. And then also looking at the chart for the relationship itself. So there's this idea, you know, when we talk about um, synastry, which is basically the study of like, com- like astrological compatib- compatibility and relationships, you have the two people um, or the, you know, the parties that are involved in relationship and then the relationship itself becomes like its own separate entity as well and so basically what I'm doing when I'm looking at these charts is looking at where couples fit well together and then of course you know looking at where um, some trouble spots may be and then talking about like how they can work through those those trouble spots and and a lot of times too I also talk about like you know, we, we tend to attract people that we need to learn things from, you know, um, or that are here to sort of teach us something about ourselves. That's what that's what, how I see relationships in general. Like we're we're learning about ourselves through our connections, you know, that we have uh, with others. And oftentimes through the uh, compatibility readings, I'm also talking about like why, you know, two people might be may have, might have come together and what they have to 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 teach each other or show each other and how that also factors into the nature of the relationship. That's interesting. So as we explore compatibility, I imagine it's not as simple as, oh, we have the right sign or our planets are in the right place. You do the reading and then look at attitudinal and behavioral change to cultivate compatibility. Because I I do think people say things like, oh, no, he's a Taurus. I can't deal with Taurus. And I think that could be awfully dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've had situations like that, too, where uh, people will come to me for love readings and things like that. And you're like, you know, well, what signs should I avoid? And I'm like, no signs. You know, like that's that's not how it works. It's not about like like astrology is not here to be exclusionary, you know, um, to it's it's here to make things more accessible and easier to understand. And when we understand, too, that we also have like those contain those 12 signs within us and and it's really funny too because like i remember um when i was having uh, a lot of trouble with scorpios right and because i i was just like i can't figure out scorpios what, what why do i always attract scorpios and i had to realize that there was something that they were trying to teach me that i was not like i wasn't absorbing the lesson correctly and then once i figured it out through astrology like what it was that i needed to learn from scorpios um i actually started to have better relationships with people who had strong Scorpio influences in their chart. So usually what I find is that when people shy away, you know, from certain signs and they're like, oh, I can't take Tauruses or I can't take Libras, you either they have that sign prominent in their chart that they're sort of like disowning that energy, you know, or not acknowledging that energy enough. Um, or it's a situation where that sign is trying to teach them something um, and they need to, to sort of incorporate that lesson into their life or integrate that lesson in order for them to be able to, um, to, to make peace with it. So can I ask what you might have been avoiding, what that lesson was? Yes, yes, yes. So... <laughs> So as a, as a Sagittarius, um, we're very carefree, you know, um, we're very, we're very carefree, very independent, um, when it comes to love and relationships, sometimes to the, to the point of, uh, being kind of irresponsible, you know, um, and Scorpios, they're the sign that is most concerned with intimacy of, and vulnerability and being like very 
um, you know, open, you know, with their lovers and with their partners, but it takes a really long time for a Scorpio to trust you. You know, it really takes a really, like they really have to feel very, very comfortable with, with you in order for them to open up. Otherwise, you know, it just, the, the relationship doesn't go anywhere. Even if you are, even if you're having a sexual relationship with them, they can still be very closed and very mysterious and very secretive. And so what I learned from them was that I needed to be a little bit more, um, a little bit more, uh, how can I say it? I had to vet people a little bit better, basically. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I had to learn how to be a little bit, I don't want to say dis distrustful, but I, I had to be a little bit more wary about who um, I was allowing into my life romantically, you know, and not being so open and like, hey, you know, like I had to learn that for myself and kind of like see like, is this person worth my time and energy? You know, is this person, you know, worth giving my sexual energy to? And Scorpios kind of taught me, you know, that sometimes having a little bit of mystery and kind of like taking your time is, is better than being like too open, if, if that makes sense. I could see this working really well when you're getting into, <clears throat> excuse me, a relationship with somebody. But when <laughs> you first meet someone and you're like, hey, what's up? When were you born? Um, <laughs> you know, like, I just, I need to know what your sign is because I need to know a little bit more about you before I take another step. But right. at the same time, all of this seems like um, uh, like, like an education in self-development because I almost feel like listening to you speak right now, I'm curious about what you would tell me about my sign and what that tells me about myself and almost seemingly would give me um, confidence to maybe examine those different um, attributes or characteristics about myself and be more aware of them when I'm interacting with other people. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like Great. the permission to say, hey, this is who you are. Or this is a little bit of, this is what, th this is a little bit more about what your sign says about you. And then I may actually dig a little deeper or play into some of those things that I might not have been willing to before. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I would say that like when it comes to like dating, um, I I'll often discourage people from getting birth birth chart information too soon because um, not only just because of the, the, the danger of like uh, excluding someone too soon, but sometimes it can also make us a little too excited too soon as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, I usually try to encourage people to use astrology um, you know, more so like, you know, giving after you've given the relationship some time to like develop organically and then it can become a really good tool about the self-awareness and also like understanding like relationship uh, patterns and things of that nature. Okay, so you've told us about a couple of signs. Let's ask about ours. So what makes yes. Aquarians uh, good partners and mm -hmm. also what holds us back? What are some areas we can work on? And I, I really want to emphasize that your your you know, your lesson that all 12 signs are within us is, is really important to me. So it's not like mm -hmm. I'm an Aquarian, so I am this. I'm a little bit of everything as I understand right. it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? What, what can Aquarians do better? What, what do we do well naturally? 
Okay, so Aquarians are make really good friends, you know, which I think sometimes is lost when we talk about love and relationships because we get so caught up in the chemistry and like, you know, the passion of it and just kind of don't really ask like, do I actually like this person? Like, do I actually enjoy spending time and like have things that are in common? Like, can we talk about things? And, you know, if we were to like break up, like, can we still be friends after that? And now I'd say like Aquarius is the sign that's associated with friendship. You know, um, Aquarians, it's not uncommon too for Aquarians to have like more chosen family um, or friends that become family as opposed to like actually blood relatives being being family because ultimately when we talk about Aquarius Aquarius is here to shake things up and to do things that are unconventional or non-traditional or, or things that don't always quite make sense to like the general population or the public right and so with that there's sometimes um, an element to with Aquarians of being a little bit of like an oddball you know or a little bit of a weirdo and I say that very lovingly because I have Aquarius very strong in my my own chart um and i definitely you know on a personal level have grown up you know kind of like i don't know i feel a little bit weird i don't know if i belong here but when we talk about that in context to relationships like i said i think aquarians are really good friends make really good friends um you know um in terms of, of in, in, with their lovers or with their partners um and also being very open to talk to you know you can talk to aquarius about just about anything and i also like the fact too that because aquarius um, is also very independent. Aquarians don't have the same hangups that some other people might have in terms of giving their partner freedom, you know, or, hmm. you know, being like, hey, you know, if these are the things that you want to do, go and do that. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to feel threatened, you know, if you need to like, if I don't see you in a week, you know, like th those right. kinds of things. Um, as long as, as long as we communicate, of course, right? But um, I would say the downside to Aquarius and where Aquarius needs to work on things is, is processing emotions a little bit better. I think sometimes with Aquarius, um, there's a lot of rationalizing the feeling and talking about the feeling and not actually <laughs> feeling the feeling, <laughs> you know? Um, so that can sometimes be a little bit tricky because sometimes it can also be a thing, especially if your partner is a bit more emotional and they're just like, I'm really having a tough day and I just want to vent, but then you're trying to solve the problem, you know, or, or give them advice that can get a little bit tricky. And then also sometimes, you know, the, the, the gift and the curse of that occurring in freedom sometimes is not only just about, you know, being independent and, and you know, giving your partner like, you know, the freedom, but sometimes it can also be a thing of like taking too much space, you know, and, you know, if you have a partner that um, requires a little bit more uh, attention or quality time, they could kind of feel a little bit left out because of that Aquarian need um, to be free. So that I would say that that's kind of like the major points with Aquarius. Okay, so you pretty much just described me to a T. So, do you think so? I think in a well, you're not think, an oddball though. You're I not think, an outsider. Uh, it depends on the context. Because I feel like an outsider. Like I was I've, just going to say, you I'm, have I'm always felt that way. Yeah, and I, I think like it goes back to you know my being mixed race and not knowing where I fit. Right, I'm not white. I'm not Chinese. I'm not Caribbean, but I'm all three of those things. Mm. Um, and so never having a group growing up. Mm -mm. And then also I'm a, I'm a fucking sexologist. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and then we have, you know, a different type of relationship. So I, I definitely feel like an outsider. Um, do you think that, and, and this is not necessarily an astrological question, but if you feel like an outsider, is it important to 
try and fit in sometimes or are, you know, my resistance perhaps to fitting in, is that okay, something I can be resigned to? Yeah, I would say, you know, that's always like the Aquarius dilemma, like, you know, how much do I fit into the group? And because Aquarians are very friendly, like, there, yes. there's usually um, an element that's that or, or there's usually a, there's things of like, being able to find your tribe. So like finding your unique spaces in terms of like where you fit in and finding your groups and your friends and your associations that where you feel like you belong. But on the flip side of that, a lot of uh, times when I talk to Aquarians, you know, in terms of like birth chart readings and things like that, I often find myself talking about like, it's also important to celebrate the things that set you apart from the crowd as well. Mm -hmm. And that's also kind of like sometimes where you get that Aquarian rebelliousness where it's like, I, I don't, you know, if I can't, you know, if I can't uh, feel like I'm accepted or if I don't feel comfortable in the space, then I'd rather like sort of reject the space entirely. So oh, it's absolutely. always, it's, and you know, and I, and I feel that, you know, myself too, because I do have, um, I'm an Aquarius moon. So it's, it's always interesting to see like how it shows up in my own life where there's moments where I'm like, Hey, I want to be friends. And the next moment I'm like, leave me alone. So, <laughs> you know, so, um, so yeah, it, it definitely, and then that also has to do a lot too with like, um, the the Aquarian extreme, you know, either sometimes it's it's being very friendly, very open, and then the, sometimes it's also about being very like very very solitary and very kind of like rejecting, um, you know, the group as well. So yeah, that, that definitely describes Brandon. Now, when you mentioned that Aquarians are open to giving freedom, of course, I think about consensually non-monogamous relationships. And mm -hmm. I, I see in your work that you read charts for two people, for three people in a relationship. So if Aquarians are perhaps open to mm. ethically non-monogamous or CNM, consensually non-monogamous relationships, is there another sign that you find tends to be more open to giving space or feeling like they don't need to have all of their needs fulfilled by one person or one source and, and vice versa? Yeah, so um, I see that a lot with uh with gemini's um, <laughs> <laughs> um which in uh astrologically ac astrologically speaking they are the sign of the twins right so there's a lot of uh duality um you know sagittarius uh is also very um open and independent i would also say pisces too um not a lot of people Get, I think give that credit to Pisces because Pisces is a water sign and water signs tend to be a little bit more about the emotional bonds. But that doesn't mean that you can't um, be non-monogamous or polyamorous and not have emotional bonds with people. You know, I think sometimes people have misconceptions about like mm -hmm. uh, polyamory or, or like, you know, ethical non-monogamy. Um, and they think that it's just about, you know, accumulating, accumulating as many people as possible. But it's really about establishing like healthy bonds with, with and caring about folks. And so, mm -hmm. you know, Pisces being the sign um, that's, a, you know, it's a water sign is also very much a sign that's about like um, universal love and like universal compassion. So people who have that that strong in their chart tend to be also very um, open when it comes to relationships as well. So I'd love to go through the, the signs quickly. I know you did a deeper dive on Aquarius, but can you tell me what makes Pisces great? I think you've sort of explained that and what perhaps can they work on? Um, I think make, uh, Pisces are, are super compassionate, romantic, very romantic, very thoughtful lovers. 
Um, where they need work definitely has a lot to do with boundaries and knowing <laughs> their boundaries. Um, because sometimes they don't want to, you know, offend or piss people off or they don't like conflict. So for them, it's really important to know like where, what, what their hard no's and what their hard yeses are. Awesome. Okay. And what about Aries? Aries are some of the most enthusiastic, passionate, fun um, people around. And they also are very much in terms of like, uh, you know, cheerleading people and, you know, um, they, they, they love to like get into like new things and explore new things um, with a partner, but they can also be quite self selfish at times. Um, and so uh, Aries needs to learn how to uh, play fair. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And Taurus? Taurus is um, great, great, like supportive, um, very doting, very um, caring folks. And but and they also, you know, like they, these are the folks that also want to make sure that you feel good. So, you know, anytime they're doing anything is always with the idea of like, you know, um, I, I want you to feel good. Like, can't you see like how much better your life will be, you know, if you're with me? Um, but on the downside, they can be quite stubborn and can be very my way or the highway, you know, when it comes to uh, relationships. And so they often learn, need to learn how to be more, a little bit, a little bit more flexible. Okay. And Gemini, you spoke about them briefly. Right. So Gemini, um, very curious, very funny, witty, charming um, um, people, but they sometimes uh, can be a little too flighty at times um, where you can't necessarily like know where you stand with a Gemini. Um, and sometimes they also have uh, a habit of playing like devil's advocate, which can oh. be really... <laughs> Yeah. Which can be very, very frustrating if you're trying to like, you know, have a conversation, like, you know, if, you, if you're trying to get them to understand your point of view, you know, with, with things, um, sometimes they can be a little bit tricksy when it comes to, uh, I mean, they are the sign of communication, so they know exactly what to say and when to say it, or what not to say, I should say. Um, but yeah, they, they can be really smart, engaging, um, really amazing partners in that regard, but they can also be a little... Um, kind of uh, wishy-washy on the other side. I love this. And I think it's also a great time just to offer ourselves a reminder that because personality and behavior are fluid, uh, whatever your sign is inclined to be, you're not destined to it. I think when right. when many of us think of astrology, we, we associate it with destiny, but you preach the opposite, which is, you know, here we can look at our readings, we can see this cultural uh, phenomenon or language uh, and see it rather than being set in stone as an opportunity to learn about ourselves, to grow, to adjust our behavior so that we can embrace, you know, the best of not only, you know, the signs that we're, I don't know if this is the right terminology, but the signs that we're high in, but also learn from the signs that perhaps we don't have such close access to. So l let me just round it out. So we, we got through five. Uh, cancer, tell me about the crab. <laughs> so cancers um, are very nurturing. Um, they, it's funny because the archetype that is associated with ca cancer is the mother. So they can be very, um, very sweet, very doting, um, and, and also hold a lot of emotional space for their partners, you know, um, but they can also be very moody. Um, and also at times um, can take things personally very, very easily, which can also kind of like, you know, make them a little bit defensive at times, which can be hard 
to communicate with them, you know, or talk to them because they live so much in their emotions. And and while it's important for us to honor what we feel, sometimes our emotions aren't always an accurate reading of like the situation or what's going on. So with cancer, sometimes they have to learn to come come out of their um, emotions a little bit and, and to kind of be a little bit more objective. You know, as you go through these, it's clear to me that we all have something to learn from each of them. So I, yeah. I see exactly what you're saying. Like, I'm like, okay, I need to learn from the Gemini. Uh, okay, what about the Leo? So Leo um, is fire, fire sign. So very, very, <laughs> um, very fun, very fun. Uh, very playful, also very romantic. Like when a Leo loves you, like they pull out all the stops, you know, for you to, to make sure that you know. Um, these are the folks who like if you're interested in being like, you know, a power couple, you know, like they definitely want to they want that as well. But I would say um, the downside to Leo um, sometimes can, you know, because they also have that sort of stubborn sort of quality. They can also be kind of like my way, you know, or the highway when it comes to to partners, um, or not not thinking enough, you know, about what their partner needs or or what their partner wants. Like there can be some of that self centeredness um, with Leo from time to time, um, or being very bossy. You know, hmm. like Leos can be quite bossy and like oh, I want you to do this or I want you know. So they they sometimes have to learn, you know, um, that they're not the only ones in the room. <laughs> All right. And Virgo. So Virgo, Virgos are really sweet, um, very thoughtful, devoted, committed. Like, you know, these are the people that, you know, if you're sick, they'll make you soup. You know, they'll be the ones to remind you, like, if you have important dates coming up and making sure that you don't forget, which is really great, especially if you're like a disorganized kind of person. Like mm -hmm. they, you know, like they're they're like the fixers, you know, like they want to help. They want to fix um, they want to they want to support, which is which makes them some of the 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 most um, supportive partners around. But where Virgo gets tripped up sometimes is um, overgiving, you know, um, you know, overextending themselves, uh, being hyper focused on like the outcomes and, and, and people pleasing, you know, and so that can get really that can kind of get them in trouble because then they feel like their needs aren't being met. You know, or they they feel like they're sacrificing and sacrificing and not uh, getting enough in return. And that can also kind of create situations where, you know, you start to keep score um, and, you know, tit for tat and, and being petty and, and things of that nature. So with Virgo, oh, I do love being petty. <laughs> It's, it's, it's in my Caribbean side. We can't help it. Like um, my friend and I, she's a sexologist, Luna Matadas, but we're mm. thinking we, we need to start a podcast called Petty and Patties, where we just eat patties <laughs> and get petty. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So, um, so I must have Virgo in me somewhere. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So with Virgos, it's, it, you know, for them, it's really learning, um, you know, they, they need a little bit more ba balance in terms of how much they give and, and how much they take. All right. And uh, rounding out, we've got Libra, Scorpio, Sag, and Capricorn. Yes. Um, so with Libras, Libras, um, you know, the they're the romantics, you know, very charming, very sweet, very suave. Like, these are the folks that you can take, you know, and introduce to your parents and not feel embarrassed, you know, and things of that nature. Like, they, they, they are very well-read, very cultured. Um, and they care a great deal about, like, having their other half. Like, so if you're someone who wants like that 50-50 sort of relationship, you know, and, and you want that sort of connection where both parties feel like, you know, they um, are, are, are equal and important, 
Libra is what you want. Where Libras can um, sort of uh, get tripped up is that it can take them a long time for them to commit because they they could get really trapped in this I this ideal of the one, you know, like are they the one? Is this person the one? You know, and that sometimes can make them miss a good thing that's in front of them because they can get caught in this idea of this idealized, you know, um, or, or sometimes superficial, superficial version of a person. So for them, it's really about like, kind of like being able to recognize what's in front of them and not letting their like, you know, ideals, um, or fantasy sort of like carry them away. My goodness, it's impossible not to see yourself in all of these. Um, we we just have a couple minutes left, so we've mm-hmm. got Scorpio. Scorpio is October to November, right? So with Scorpios, very passionate, um, very intuitive, um, very like ride or die. These are the ride or die um, partners. Okay, um, but they take a long time to trust people, um, and when they are hurt it can take them a long time to get over it even if you've been with them for years and sometimes they can be very vengeful so that's <laughs> so you know so with scorpios like they have to learn how to let things go um with uh sagittarians you know very very adventurous uh very funny funny fun loving um also very like you know uh cheerleading like and, and they want to grow like you know sagittarius we want to grow ah. with our partners you know we want to be able to teach you things and learn things from you but we can also get very restless and you know feel like oh you know the grass is greener on the other side Hmm. So, so we have to learn, you know, how to be okay with like the mundane, the, you know, the mundane things of relationships, uh, with Capricorns, Capricorns, um, very, you know, like, uh, they, they, they want to build, you know, whether it's like a, a family, uh, whether it's a life with a partner, um, they, they are some of the most, um, stoic people like you can just really lean on them you know like they they will definitely like come like when they commit they commit um the downside to to capricorn or where capricorns need to work is allowing people to like the vulnerability you know Mm. um because capricorns pride themselves on their self-sufficiency they don't always allow people to help them you know or or you know they don't allow themselves to have those moments of weakness which can make it really hard for a partner um to sort of get in you know sometimes it can feel like being with a brick wall or trying to get through to a brick wall sometimes so with them it's more about you know being a little bit more heart open as opposed to just like the more practical sides, you know, of a relationship. You know, as you talk about the areas to work on, that's where I see myself in each of these. I'm like, I don't see myself in their <laughs> strengths. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I struggle with that. So, you know, you've you've summed up so much. I think I have a, a better understanding. I didn't know that it wasn't just about the day I was born, that you also can get a reading as to where the different planets and moon and sun were. Uh, I certainly see, I really like the perspective of seeing all of the different signs within yourself and seeing them as opportunities for learning and growth. If you had to sum it up, how would you want people to use astrology in their lives to improve, enhance, grow in their relationships and sex lives? Um, I see it, uh, I see astrology as a way to co-create with with the cosmos or to co-create with the universe. And so what basically what that means is that 
um, astrology gives us the the choice, you know, to decide like how we want our narrative or, or how our story to go, even when it comes to things that might be outside of our control or things that we might not have a lot of power over. Astrology can still show us um, how to navigate those spaces and those places as well. So when we talk about astrology, it's a language, you know, it's a tool, you know, a language for, for figuring out why things are, and it's a tool for figuring out how to do things, you know, or how to navigate things. And um, that's essentially like what I would like for people to, to use it for, um, a tool for, for self-discovery, uh, self-empowerment, and, and basically, you know, creating, creating the kind of life that you want. I love it. Well, thank you so much for spending some time. I highly encourage people to check check out your work at mylifecreated.com. And yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about your readings as a really fun and interesting and motivating gift as well. So whether it's for singles or couples or groups, or even you do it for, for kids as well, I see. So yeah. Very, very cool. Really um, thankful, thankful that you've joined us. Uh, so people, be sure to follow along with Mecca Woods. Check out her book as well, Astrology for Happiness and Success. And uh, yeah, I'm really thankful to WeVibe and Nova for introducing us. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I, I had a, a great time. Um, and thank you, Brandon, for your questions as well. Um, I, I thank you. I, I, I'm a big fan of yours ever, ever since we met on uh, through WeVibe. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a con- I'm converted. I feel like I have to read up now and and understand more. But there was so much information there that I'm just going to get a reading. Yeah, do you want to get a yes. reading? <laughs> I think I think I just need a reading and then the scientists part of me can dive into the bits and pieces that you that you tell me I need to work on. Yeah. Thank yes. you again. Thank you Thank so much you. for being here. All right, my Aquarian partner, what do you have to say? I think I went into this being very skeptical. Um, but I'm very much more open and willing to dive a little deeper into what uh, these, you know, astrology means to me. Like I was saying, I think it gives me a permission to explore other sides of my character that I may not have considered before. I, I don't know if that sums it up as succinctly as I think in my mind. Yeah, the I way the way Mecca described it for me was far less constricting and far less typecasting than I might have imagined. I think I imagined astrology writing off behavior and saying, well, they can't help it. They're a cancer. Or, of course, they're that way. They're a Gemini, as opposed to... I may be inclined toward this and maybe I embrace it, maybe I don't. So are you going to do a reading for what real? I think I would like to do a reading. I'm, I'm lining up a lot of things as a result of this podcast that I'm going to have to do, like going to see a pelvic floor therapist. Oh. I'm going to, and then reporting back and also now getting a reading and diving into that. Do you want an individual reading or do you want a couple's reading? I would do a couple's reading I why, does it sound I like I'm, why, why does it sound like i'm pinching think you about why do you have yeah. to make it sound like i was kicking you <laughs> no, i mean i'd like to do both that's the truth i think I'd, I'd be curious as to what what they have to say about me and then what they have to say about us okay interesting all right well i feel like we should book because we're you know i always have the best of intentions but 
got to follow through. So uh, yeah, I think this is a really interesting discussion. I'm certainly interested in learning more. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep the conversation going. So want to say thank you so much, babe, for chatting with me. Thank you, of course, to Mecca Woods. And a big thank you to Cleavana for their ongoing support of our program. Please do check them out, Cleavana. Dot com. They use sound wave technology to improve blood flow to the clitoris as part of regenerating cells to increase orgasm frequency and intensity. Wherever you are at, really appreciate your support. Please do leave a review if you're enjoying the podcasts and uh, share with your friends. Otherwise, have a great one. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life.